Hello? Staffordshire Police. Hello and welcome to the next instalment in our specials mini-series of The Beat, the voice of Staffordshire Police. Following on from our previous two-parter with Sue Bohannon, our specials coordinator, joining me, Josh Samuels, is a serving special constable, Christian Roberts. Now, we're recording at four o'clock in the afternoon, and the reason why that's pertinent is because I've had a long day, you've had an even longer day working a full-time job than rushing up here to HQ, but that is the life of a special, isn't it? Yeah, so you do have to match your day life a little bit with the volunteering, but I, I don't mind it. It's um, sometimes nice to get an excuse to leave work a little bit early, but uh, you have got to balance things a little bit. Most of the time we get to choose the times that we would go on shift, but uh, for things like this, when you've got to work around the uh, the nine to five element of Staffordshire Police, you've got to uh, fit things in. So what is the day job for you then? So I'm an engineering design manager. So basically, I uh, the glamorous side of engineering, I design water and wastewater treatment plants for a living. And was that always the dream? Um, I don't know if anyone ever dreams of that or doing that, but I, I find it really interesting. Um, I've always wanted to, to be an engineer um, since, I don't know, many years and decided to uh, to study that at university. And, and ultimately, that's what I've ended up working in. I'm from sort of Scotland area um, and thought I would end up in one industry of slightly diverged from that. But um, it's, uh, it's very much a, a job that I like doing. So is it the job that's brought you here from Scotland? Yes, so I, I I grew up and studied in Scotland, and then the the at the time this was where the jobs were. So I I moved down to Staffordshire around uh, eight or nine years ago, and uh, I've been here ever since. Uh, how was that move? How old were you when you moved, and was that quite a big thing for you to make that journey? I. Yeah, so I, I moved out of home a little bit when I when I went to university, but you never quite leave home at that point because you're back and forth a little bit. Um, but I moved down to, yeah, moved here and it was a case of moving 400 miles away and permanently. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a little bit of a change, but I was lucky that the, the company I joined, there was a lot of new starters at the same age as me at the time. So it's sort of in their early 20s. And how did that then translate from doing that into joining the specials? Because it, it strikes me that you've got such a busy timetable already. A, how have you fitted that in? And B, what possessed you to add even more to your timetable? <laughs> uh, how do I fit it in? I think probably better double check that with my other half because it doesn't really fit in is the short answer. Um, I, I, If you enjoy something, you, you make time to do it, don't you? Just like everything in life. Uh, but in terms of how I got into it, well, um, I have a friend to blame for that. I, uh, a friend from from high school who has been in the specials up in Police Scotland for over 10 years now, might have, have persuaded me somewhat to to apply on the basis that um, he would only tell me the, uh, the exciting stories about his time with the police. And of course, I was led to believe that every single shift would be, I don't know, car chases and, and catching criminals. It doesn't quite work like that. However, he, he definitely persuaded me and I haven't uh, regretted it since. So. so did your friend tell you that it was all about car chases and pursuits? No, no, he didn't. He wasn't that blunt about it, but he did tell me only the most exciting jobs that he might have been to where uh, I... I do often describe being in, in 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 the specials, and I guess with most police officer roles, is uh, ten hours of doing the job day to day for ten minutes of excitement. But those ten minutes of excitement often make it uh, worth it for me. And your friend's a special as well, is he? He's a special as well. Yes, yeah, so he trained to be special whilst a student. We were at the same university at the same time, and. Uh, uh, before, interestingly, before Police Scotland became Police Scotland, so he's one of the territorial forces first, um, and then they all became Police Scotland, and he kept doing it. He's kept doing it for an awful long time, and um, 
he yeah, kept telling me about it and eventually I uh, plucked up the courage to uh, to fire an application in myself. So when your friend was giving you all of these stories and all of these hints and tips as to what you should do and how you can get involved, did that play on an ongoing interest you'd already had in being cast the police? I would say so, yes. I, I think um, it, it's been an interest I've had for, for some time, albeit that... Um, I didn't know whether I would be the most appropriate type of person, I suppose, for doing it. I think I doubted my own ability a little bit. But um, if there's one thing I've learned is uh, give it a go because there, there is a good chance that, that you are the right person for the job. What is the right person for the job? And do you think now that you've been doing it for a few years that, that you are? Um, nobody can be 100% the right person for any, any given job. I think it's about what everybody brings to the role. And that's perhaps what I didn't realise before I joined was that it takes all sorts of people. And I think especially in the world of the specials, we all have day jobs and those day jobs vary significantly. Even where I'm based at Stafford, the specials that, that work there, some of them work for, for Staffordshire Police in their day jobs. But many of us balance full-time jobs. Some people have got families. We've got, there's, to be fair, a lot of engineers, I don't know if it's the scientific mind or not, but um, there's other people who work in in sales, in IT, in lots of different careers that kind of all from different walks of life turn up in this one place and we're all doing the same role. Well, what's often said in the police, even in our communications department, is that diversity is key, not just for the sake of it, but because of all the different backgrounds and different experiences that people bring to the role. And even from the point of view of having people that do different jobs and have got different family lives, for them to come together in the specials team lends itself to that, I think. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, obviously diversity is a, a key thing. How how can we police a, a diverse county if we aren't ourselves diverse? But we do bring a different element to that because um, there's a lot of us have outside skills that we can bring to our roles, things that we perhaps do differently and, and might seem insignificant to us in our day jobs become extremely important when we're working for the police but i see it the other way around as well i take skills that i've learned from the police back into my day job as well and i think and i like to think i've been told in the past my by my employer that you know those skills are transferable and it, and it is it is a sort of useful thing to have to be able to to transfer skills across multiple roles what are those skills then that you can transfer from being an engineer to being a specialist? yeah so i um i manage a team in my day job, um, whilst I, I don't hold a, a position of rank within the specials, being a police officer is quite often around managing people. So whether it's telling somebody that they aren't quite ready for a promotion in the day job or telling somebody out on the street that, you know, what they want isn't quite what's going to happen. It can be at times a very similar conversation. Uh, and I would uh, I would suggest that uh, some people who have kids have the same discussions with their kids as we have with some people on the town on a Friday night. Just going to put that one out there. <laughs> no further comment required. No, 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 not at all. But um, that's just an example. And I'm taking it back the other way. You learn a lot of conflict management skills in the police that have made conversations that I have at work perhaps a lot less problematic for me. So you, sometimes I think a lot of people, they do fear conflict in, in, in discussions, but you realise with some of the, the conflicting situations we come across in the police, how insignificant conflicting conversations are in other walks of life insignificant maybe the wrong choice of word but how if you can manage them in one place it's, it's easier to manage them that's interesting that you think that not only has your job as an engineer 
lent itself to some of the skills required to be a special. But also the other way around, you've actually become a better engineer maybe because of the skills that you've learned whilst being a special. Yeah. I would say that that is that is true of almost any career that um, when people are applying for university, they're always talking about getting volunteer roles just to tick a box and, and get into university. The transferable skills is banded around all over the place. I would always say that a volunteer role should feed back into any other role that you do just as much as it as it goes that way. And this obviously isn't apparent to people that are listening, but you've got a massive smile on your face. I don't know if you realise this, when you're talking about your time in the specials, so clearly there's an element of self-satisfaction that you get from being part of the uh, Yeah, I always do it for the for the social aspects of the role. I, I like to crew with other specials. I like to work with other people who, who know what it's like. And, I, and I'm, I'm a big fan of, of helping people who are, who are new to the role as well. So I achieved independent patrol status, which means that I can go out by myself. Doesn't mean I choose to go out by myself because I like to have someone sat next to me that you can chat to, that you can help and... It's all about sort of uh, bringing newer people into the organisation as well. Does the job as a special on top of the full-time job affect your family life in any way? Um, there's always a compromise that has to be made with it. So the, the specials only requires me to do 16 hours a month. Uh, I personally choose to do more than that. I, I probably do closer to between 30 and 40 hours a month. So it works out about one shift a week just for the, for, for an idea of scale on that. I've managed to make mine work in such a way because my other half, she works on Saturdays, for example, and I don't. Um, so I would do a Monday to Friday in my day job. I'll start work on a Friday morning at 8am, finish the day job 4, 4.30, chuck my uniform on, back out at 5 o'clock, and then come the early hours of Saturday morning. It's finally time to go to bed, but that's my commitment to the specials, pretty much done for the week, and, and I'm not the only one who, who, who does that. It's I, I make it work. It, it sounds insane almost that I do a, basically a 16, 17 hour working day, but that's how I make that commitment work without it really affecting my uh, my home life too much. Well, it's probably to be the obvious question to that is why not just become a police officer rather than juggling both? Yeah, so number of reasons really. So I'm, I'm a little bit older. A lot of people join the specials as a stepping stone to joining the regs. I would never complain about that. Um, I joined at the age of 28 when I was quite established into my day job and the sort of financial burden of, of, of changing roles to a police officer wouldn't have worked for me. But I'll be quite honest with you, the, the, the police officers out there, they, they have a lot of hard work and a lot there's a lot of stress in that role that whilst I do it on a part-time basis, I can manage that. I, I would find it more difficult to do on, on a full-time basis and I don't think enough, they get enough credit really for, for what they, they go out there and do. I'm comfortable with just seeing it on like once a week or whatever, but doing it full-time, you know, it's a, it's a different step. And that's a great advert for people that are thinking about being a special is that you don't need the commitment but you can still get all of the benefits of being in the police by being a special. Yeah, absolutely. So um, that's one of the, the reasons that I, I'm not tempted to take that jump is because it's almost like I can have the best of both worlds. I can have my well-established career that I do well at and everything else, and I can have this on the side that gives me some, not all, of the benefits of, of being in the police as well. Even though being a special, you're a volunteer, you still are very much on the beat. Has there ever been... Any incident circumstances where you've then gone back home and found that really emotionally taxing? Yeah. So being a police officer isn't an easy job. And and that goes of, of a regular police officer just more, more so or arguably than, than being a special. With being a special, it's you take it and leave it. But sometimes 
not being able to go back to it, talk to your colleagues and get that closure can actually be worse. So I've had, you know, numerous incidents in the past. It's usually incidents involving where someone perhaps has passed away or something like that. Yes, you would be robotic almost if you didn't have an emotional response to that. But I'm lucky that the, the group of specials around me and the regulars, because we have a really, really close relationship with them, are there to kind of support you. And it's worth saying as well that, that Staffordshire Police, they know that this sort of thing goes on. They they have processes and procedures in place to do that. I was involved in an incident a couple of weeks ago that, that ended in, a, in, in what Staffordshire Police call a trim process, a trauma incident management where they send in people to help you with understanding what's gone on in that incident. And, and they encourage people to talk to one another. By learning different people's perspectives, it can be, especially for people like me, quite refreshing to almost gain that kind of validation that, you know, you've had a horrible situation out there, but but you've made the right decisions based on what you knew and you've done your best to try and help people. It sounds like a lot of it is also working on instincts. So obviously when it comes to emotions, nobody can necessarily prepare you for what you're going to see. It might sound emotionless of me to say this, but... If you don't know the person involved, you can be a little bit more detached, but it is very circumstance dependent. A lot of people with incidents involving children, I'll take them as an example, I don't have any children myself, but they're affected by those because they think about their own children. The same can happen of any demographic, any profile that you'd pick of a person, someone, if you know somebody, if, it's, if there's a member of your family that is in similar circumstances or has in the past had similar circumstances. I take mental health as a good example. The police are involved a lot in mental health jobs and it's difficult because everybody knows people that, that suffer with mental health issues. You do think, well, what about if it was this person? And, and it becomes more difficult to detach yourself, but you have to. If you if you became emotionally involved to every job you went to, two weeks in and you'd be a wreck. It would not take long. It, it is high pressure emotionally, the job. But I think it is a little bit about the person as well. Like I'm probably more susceptible perhaps than some to being emotionally involved. I uh, I sometimes question whether the decisions I make are the right ones. I think it's only a natural thing to do myself. But I know some people are, you know, more at peace with the decisions that they, that they make out there. And you might have an 18-year-old who has lived through some some horrible circumstances in that short period of their lives. And you might have a 45-year-old who has lived a quite a privileged upbringing, has gone into a role whereby, you know, they they might not have, have experienced some of those things in life. And that doesn't make one or the other more or less suitable for a job. You bring your, your own experience. So sometimes, yes, life experience can help, but it's not everything. Well, someone, and I hope she won't mind me saying this, that has had long life experience and experience in the specials is Sue Bohannon, who we featured on our last episode. What has it been like being under her tutelage? Because it strikes me that there aren't many better people to learn from. Sue is kind of the is, is the glue for Staffordshire Specials these days. I mean, she coordinates um, all, I think it's 150 of us. There's quite a number of us. Um, and, and she's a bit like work mom to us, I suppose, if you like. We have our own chains of supervision within the police in, in, so the special constabulary has its own rank structure it's not quite the same as the regulars in that everyone holds the rank of constable but as an administrative function provides you with that supervision and then you've got sue kind of keeping an eye over everything and trying to where uh, to join the dots perhaps where where you're leaving that direct line of supervision 
And looking at what she's done three decades in the specials, is that something that you're aspiring to? They say that if you make it past 18 months, you'll probably make it to 18 years. I'm probably at the point where I'll keep doing it as long as I can. A lot of people, the reason I say 18 months is I think a lot of people decide that it's not for them quite quickly. And a lot of the ones that come in with the intention of joining the regulars have gone by 18 months. So it's one of those, for those, we do look around, the, those of us who have been here a few years, and you, yeah, you probably are now in it for the long run. I mean, the, the longest serving special in, in Stafford, he's been there. I think he said he was at 29 years when I last spoke to him. So Sue's story, whilst it's a long service period, there are others out there who have been around uh, or have been in the force for a similar length of time. Well, speaking of time, that does bring us to the end of the first half of our conversation. And I can say already that it certainly opened my eyes and I'm sure also the eyes of those listening as to the harsh and stark realities of being in the specials and how similar they are to the regulars. And also that work, police, life balance, if I can put it like that. So looking forward immensely to what is to come in part two, as I'm sure you are as well. So make sure you join us for part two of our conversation with Christian Roberts here on The Beat, the voice of Staffordshire Police. Look forward to your company. (laughs) 